Welcome back to the Salem Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Wofford. And, and I'm John Nicholson over here. I can't even say across the table from me. Across the table from me is... John Nicholson. Here we go. All right, we got it. All right. Sorry, I messed up your intro. No, 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 that's great. Uh, no, we're, we're getting in the swing of things. You are. Uh, I mean, you've got that, that opening line down. It's, it's kind of fun to hear you. I kind of I, I hear that sometime in my sleep, you know. So that's fun. scary. <laughs> I'm so Nightmares. Sorry. No, it's okay. Nightmares of Salem Plus Podcast. <laughs> Wait, anyways, John, uh, I'm sore. Man, yeah. I'm my arms. I was so back, exhausted yesterday. Everything is sore. So tell Busy us a day. little bit why why are we so exhausted today? <laughs> Eight thousand pounds of food got dropped off at our back door yesterday morning about eight forty five nine or no it was it was closer, it was closer to nine fifteen nine fifteen nine thirty anyway eight thousand pounds of food huge pallets of grapes and canned lasagna and frozen meat and bread and all that sort of stuff and um don't forget the pinto beans yeah oh my gosh cases of pinto beans uh it was just amazing um people will be eating pinto beans for years around here i think but anyway um this is part of uh a partnership opportunity that has come our way because of cahaba medical care and uh, just so grateful for the difference that they are already making in our community but um, just finding additional ways to make a difference in our community. And part of their larger, um, I guess, service includes social services. And uh, mm-hmm. a gentleman by the name of Charles is kind of their director for that. And he's helped us, and this was the second distribution that we've done, but helped us connect with the Selma Food Bank and uh, just becoming a distribution place for that to happen. And uh, so it was just a it's crazy day. I mean, if you think of 8,000, what were there, nine, ten pallets of food back there? At least. And they were gone in an hour and a half. I mean, literally gone. We were pumping them out of there. Yeah. And uh, we we know that it was around 160 vehicles that came through our back parking lot to get some. And some of those vehicles were just, you know, single individuals, but some there were two or three families that were represented in those vehicles. Some were picking up for an additional family. Yeah. And uh, I'd so say the majority of the vehicles that were I attended to were more than just one. Right. It was either two or three. So you, you take that, you know, and so somewhere probably in the neighborhood of 200, 250 families uh, were impacted yesterday um, by that moment. And then, in addition, we made the um, the intentional perp- or intentional step to make sure that we had the chance to plant a gospel seed uh, with them. We offered yeah. a, a small scripture card that has a very basic rudimentary plan of salvation involved with it, as well as a a prayer um, on the back of that, along with another card that had our service times for our church and just opening that door if if any of them wanted to find a church home. Right. And so, you know, you were talking about it this morning. You and Becca are already praying over those and praying that those folks that needed Jesus got a really good box. <laughs> right, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't want them coming and getting a whole bunch of canned lasagna and being like, well, okay, well. <laughs> but, but, you know, still, and we were just talking about how it, God has promised that His Word won't return void. That's right. And so those those they may just have been just little small cards, but they had God's word on them. Absolutely. And I one hundred percent fully believe that there's it's not that there's some magical right. something about it, but I do know that the Holy Spirit works in power through his word. Right. And so I and I, something like I just we believe were, that promise. I agree with that. And something like we were doing yesterday, I think lowers those barriers to the gospel because it's not you're just trying to put something on me. Uh, you know, you, you you're you've got some other ulterior motive in this. 
yesterday we were just loving people there's you know because just in case you don't know i mean there's no cost to us as a church except for our time and a pile of boxes at the back door after it's all said and done (laughs) um but it's an opportunity for us to bless our community and to be a a point of blessing a location that's associated now with some blessing yeah and then you add that that scripture connection there, this intentional gospel seed, all of a sudden there's maybe a little more openness that, well, if these people are going to volunteer their time to hand out this food to all these people, maybe what they're trying to tell me about this Jesus has something that maybe I need to take a little time to think about. That's right. And if one person, we say this all the time. That's right. But if one person just comes to know Jesus through how many pounds 19,000 pounds of food so far <laughs> in, in about two weeks yeah yeah, yeah. if i will i will gladly pass out a hundred thousand pounds of food for, for just one person and I, I you know just to the whole event yesterday I had a great group of volunteers that showed up both folks from within our church and thank you to all of you uh that showed up and spent that time uh you know moving frozen meat and boxes of pinto beans and bags of grapes and all that uh, so that we could bless those folks but we also had some wonderful partners project horseshoe farms yep. uh, those ladies showed up and they helped us for a while um uh, college city drugs provided the paper bags that we were using utilizing mm-hmm. the grocery sacks to uh help break down those pallets of stuff into manageable and more equitable um, which i think they worked really well yeah i think that's the way to go because yeah. we're learning on the fly with this you know we're still <laughs> right. trying to figure it out we just had kind of a uh, a, an un- unpack it moment just a few moments ago thinking through what do we do better next time if there's a next time but uh, they were here then we also uh, Providence Baptist Church had a couple of folks, uh, and in fact those ladies, because one of them had had some shoulder issues, and so she couldn't lift big heavy things, but she could pass out cards and tell folks, "God bless you." Yeah. And so it was just really a joy to watch how every everybody kind of worked together. Uh, you know, John Breland was down there at the at the road. He was just directing traffic. That's all he did for two hours down and there. he said nobody even cussed at him <laughs> i was so glad i was like wow these people were, hey. were, were all in a in a good mood apparently That's exactly I, right. you know i didn't come across anybody ungrateful for any of the right. food that we gave them um, and it was just for me it was a really good day right so you know and we're we're trying to find those ways and it's just a way for us to be more intentional about reaching out to our community but also expressing to our community we genuinely care about you. We're not just yeah. a big church that sits here on this corner and, you know, looks imposing and all that kind of thing. We we, we want to help meet your needs. We want to help find ways to to uh, to be a part of your life. Yeah. So it's a good day. What's your – you're sounding a whole lot like Jesus. <laughs> didn't Jesus say – didn't he do something about where he stepped out oh, of his heavenly robes and put on his earthly robes and humbled himself to – Taking on the form of, uh, of, of, a, of a human. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it sounds a whole lot kind of like what we've been talking about a little bit along yeah, the way. because, you know, we're – we can get in our own little bubbles. Absolutely. We can get in our own routines, and there's nothing inherently wrong with those things. But if we're going to say, I love you, and not even come around people that need to be loved, yeah, then there's there's an issue with that. Yeah. And that's God demonstrated his own love for us, yeah. that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us right. and he couldn't have died for us if he didn't come if he didn't come in the first place that's it and so this whole christmas season is about the what we call the incarnation right. the the infleshing of jesus that's it 
And I think that has some practical application for us as well. It absolutely does because that's that's what we're called to do. We continue to enflesh him, if you will, uh, certainly because his spirit dwells within us. But we also are are being created, recreated in his likeness to be like him. And so maybe, just maybe, Josh, as you said, you know, if we're sounding like Jesus or if we as a church are starting to look a little more like Jesus, maybe it's a really good thing uh, for our community. And, you know, and I think in that, one thing for us to keep in mind as we do things like the food drop, you know, that's that's a very big, visible, tangible thing. There are a whole lot of other a lot less tangible, a lot less visible things that are happening, conversations that people are having, uh, connections that people are making, uh, phone calls that folks are making. Uh, you know, we had another lady join the church yesterday, and it was because of one of our church members who had made a, a an intentional connection with uh, this lady who, who needed a, a, a church home to love her and care yeah. for her. And we'll be learning more of her story, but... You know, those kinds of things, they're, they're not going to get the attention that 8,000 pounds of food and 160 vehicles out behind our vehicle, uh, behind our church are going to get. But those are in, those are vital moments of incarnation, right. of being Jesus to our neighbors and our friends and the people that are right around us. And it's so, so important for us to do that. So what you're telling me, John, is Jesus didn't send a video. <laughs> He didn't make a Facebook post about it. He didn't make a Facebook post. Right. He actually came in the flesh. Yes, he did. And so there's there's so much to unpack with that. And oh, I think wow. that's probably another podcast that we'll, somewhere we we'll, can pull that one down. We'll, I think. We'll, yeah. we'll dive off into that. But I think it I think it's worth mentioning now in this context to where we need that physical interaction with people. Yeah. And so we can tell people go be well fed and stay warm uh but it's another thing like what we talk about quite often getting our hands in the dirt with others that's right and really making an impact that way and so i i think we will continue to look at this and ways to which we can be we can practically live out the implications of the incarnation mm-hmm. of what it means to actually live alongside others who, who need uh, God's love and yeah I, I'm interested to see where where all that will go I think one of the things that we do need to keep in mind with that is that as we are engaging with broken people and you know folks that are, are facing really hard times and that, that's one of the interesting things as that vehicle line, that line of cars is going through yesterday, and there were folks from every stripe. You know, there were Mercedes Benz that were just spotless clean. And then there's there a were, Porsche. They, oh, okay, I missed the Porsche. I didn't catch that yeah, one. But there was a Porsche. Yeah, you, you've got that, and then you've got you know the pickup that's got the back end that's full of junk that's probably been full of junk for ten or fifteen years. You know, that's probably the same junk that's there. And not to say that there's any, you know, any different, but they were just different people in different life circumstances. But they all had a need that was being met. Yeah, everybody's going to eat, you know, need to eat. But then we also have that chance to to visit with them about this ultimate need that we have. Yeah. And one of the things to remember in that is is dealing with those kinds of folks. I say those kinds. Anybody that's broken, it's going to come with some cost, and it's not always going to be nice, and it's not always going to be pretty. Sometimes it's going to be a mess. But that's that's incarnation. That's yeah. Jesus coming into you know. We had those pictures of him in the New Testament, uh, of of him touching the lepers, or of him, uh, you know, 
eating with the tax collectors, the, the people that were the outcasts, the excluded ones. And you know, it just kind of occurred to me as I was standing out there directing some traffic yesterday that a lot of these people that are coming through would never feel comfortable coming to Siloam. Yeah. Why is that? Well, because there, there's some barrier there. And if we can help lower that barrier, and part of that's being incarnate to them, to, to be, right. I'm a real person, and I'm a real person that wants to tell you about the love of Christ. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are other ways that we can do good, yet we need to give. And, and I'm not going to say your Facebook posts don't have impact. Because, oh, certainly not. You know, yeah, are, that's not what I know, was meaning. There are things that are, that are being done, and, you know, you're going to have an opportunity next Sunday to hear from Melissa, our friend in the Middle East, who's, you know, they, they are finding some traction with some of that. Yeah. Uh, so we're grateful for those opportunities. But at the end of the day, it, it comes down to how do I physically, personally, uh, face-to-face connect with you and am I intentionally doing that yeah I was talking this is still on the subject of incarnation uh, but I was talking with uh, David Sanders yesterday before Mm -hmm. we got started and we were just talking about Christmas in general and I just told him that four years ago my Christmas has changed Judah was born mm-hmm. uh, right after Thanksgiving, uh, and and so he was still a very very newborn come Christmas time, and I just I saw Jesus's incarnation in a different way. It does, and I think I've posted about it uh, on Facebook <laughs> uh, several times since then. But I, I had never thought about <laughs> the practical implications to go back to that word of Jesus being a baby. Yeah, like. Yes, he was born a baby, and that's sweet. He's laying in the manger. But, like, Jesus had all the issues that babies have. Absolutely. Yeah, and the they, whole line in the away in the manger, no crying he makes, uh, no. No, Jesus cried. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds cute, but no. Yeah, Jesus cried. Uh, he probably kept Mary awake sure. sometimes. Because you know, we say Jesus, uh, we believe Jesus was not sinful, but I don't believe a baby crying in the middle of the night is sinful. No. It may make me sinful. <laughs> <laughs> in but, fact, it but has before not, in my life. But that's <laughs> not sinful of, uh, of the baby to do. So, uh, And just realizing the reality mm-hmm. of the incarnation, because it's easy to kind of get caught up in the paintings and the songs and the uh, the you know just the, the, the way that we think about the way Christmas night was. Yeah. But, but then thinking about those subsequent nights afterward – I'm sure Mary was tired, and so was Joseph. They sure. were they were slap tired right. of taking care of the Son of God. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then just everything that goes along with that. And so, uh, bringing that back to our conversation, we can talk about the the good things of ministry and and talk about the big vision. We can cast the vision for what we want to do in the community and and stuff like that. And those are needed things. Sure. But we need to be prepared for the reality of those things when they come. Right. Because it's it's all nice and good to talk about God became a baby. It's another thing to say, well, now i got to change diapers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think – and we've had some of these conversations along the way, and we'll continue to do so. But our habit of making spiritual things other, uh, things that don't really impact – my day-to-day, as I like to say, down-in-the-dirt life. Yeah. But it's just the opposite. That The spiritual life is really the real life. We are really engaging and encountering um, the people, the events, the opportunities in our life 
with this, as Paul says there in Philippians 2, to have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, to begin to, and, and this whole incarnation, it is beginning to see our world as Christ sees it. Yeah. That's, that's getting his mind on this. And then once I have the mind of Christ, what do I do with this? And this is where it gets dirty, gets hard. It gets frustrating some days. It's it's difficult. And, um, but, oh, it's so worth it. It's it, such a beautiful thing when you get to see some of the things yeah. that happen as a result of it. Again, it looks really good until you really have to put others before yourself. Yes. When you really have to count others as more significant than yourself, that's when the rub starts to happen. Right. It's, and humbling myself. And yeah. is this really worth it? And, you know, what what am I getting out of this? Because that's, that's myself that rises out of that. Right. I got to set myself aside. And I'm not doing anything from selfish ambition or conceit, as he says in verse 3 there. But counting others is more significant. Having that kind of mindset, because that's exactly what Jesus did. Right. He, you know, he's now been given the name above every name, but he set all that aside to count Josh and John and whoever else more significant than himself. Yeah. Even to the point of giving his life. And we don't ever need to forget that as we approach the cradle of Christmas, that there's also the cross uh, that follows with it. Man, that's some good Baptist it'll, alliteration it'll, there. It'll, it'll preach. That, so. that, <laughs> we'll be hearing more about yeah, that, that later. That, you'll hear that again. But yeah, so uh, our our goal is the same as Jesus was, to the glory that's exactly of right. God the Father. That's exactly And so right. it's not just about what can I get out of it. It's what does God right. get out of this? Does then, he get the glory out of this? But, you know, not to... I don't want to make it sound like it was, you know, it's all terrible. Because I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday. I was beat. I was exhausted. In fact, I uh, ate dinner with uh, Clayton and Jordan last night, and I asked her how she was at the end of the day because Jordan <laughs> had taken a, a big lead and yeah, big shout yeah. out to Jordan for the good work she did. Did a great with that. job. But she said, "I'm exhausted." I mean, because it, it is, it is hard work, and never underestimate whether it's in that kind of a setting where we're teamed together and we're making you know some big public splash or just the hard work of loving our neighbor. Yeah, can, I was emotionally exhausted yeah, as well. It can be exhausting, and in fact it is. And that's where we have to come back to Christ and say, you know, fill me again. Fill yep. me up so that I can go back and serve again, so that I can be your hands and feet. And uh, and, and just get me out of the way. Let you shine through. That's, that's what we want to be happening. All right, John, we're getting toward the end. All right. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie. Man, you know, it's, it's hard for me not to go uh, with It's a Wonderful Life. The, just the yeah. message of that is is such a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and it kind of goes to this whole incarnational thing. Excuse me, there's my phone beeping <laughs> me. But, um, you know, this guy who, who just gives himself away and just feels like, at the end of it, you know what? What a waste! But, but it really comes back around that no, without your life, you know, uh, it's that's just such a beautiful story, and it encourages me. Um, you know, each time I watch it. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I love Elf. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to beat Will Ferrell. <laughs> you know, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, you're an angry Elf, yep. and you know, those are just a great, great moments that uh, that I love uh, in that. But the one that I, if if I'm going to say I need to watch Christmas, I'm going to go watch it. It's a Wonderful Life. How about you? Yeah, well, I, I the ones, the two that I always have to watch is Elf and Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm late to the game with the Muppets. Okay. My You still got time. My, my entire well, my entire wife's family is all about the Muppets. Okay. Gotcha. Not just the Muppets Christmas Carol, but just 
<laughs> all the movies. <laughs> and so it's been uh, it's been fun. Like I I, I watched some of the Muppets and sure, stuff sure. and growing up, but they're on a whole other level. Uh, but I think a, a good runner up would be Home Alone. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so fun. That's a pretty close runner-up. Becca got got that for me for Christmas last year. Nice. And, uh, we've we've been watching it. So that's good. It's a lot of fun. I, I I must say that Macaulay Culkin was my one of my heroes when I was growing <laughs> up. So I would love to set traps and all that kind of stuff. I was one of those types of kids. And anyway, so uh, my parents kind of hesitated to let me watch that. Too Absolutely, much. <laughs> yeah. They can't, gonna give him too many good ideas. All right. On another fun note, just something that's kind of come out is, um, well, we had the Christmas parade Monday. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry, folks. Uh, but uh, we had the Christmas parade Monday, and of course we had we borrowed the manger from the front steps of the church, and folks began asking, "Well, where's the baby to go in the manger?" And before I could say it, two or three folks said, the baby hasn't come yet. So uh, yep. uh, just the celebration of Christmas. And people, I, I love that. And I'm hearing that in some other places. And people are beginning to get that sense of we need to be anticipating it so that when we get there, we can celebrate it that he's come. Right. And uh, we were so grateful for Miriam being typecast as uh, as the uh, expectant Mary. Uh, she looked the part. And we still haven't heard from she her. She did great. Yeah, she did great. But uh, it was a fun day. But uh, just us continuing to embrace Advent. We're anticipating what's coming, and when it comes, let's celebrate it. That's going to be good. That's good. Yeah, you know, uh, Miriam's name is Mary Mary in Hebrew. Hebrew. So uh, I think I saw where somebody estimated that almost 50% of all women in the first century were named Mary. Wow. During that that area. That's amazing. So uh, that's why there's a bunch of Marys in the New Testament as Interesting. well. So uh, Interesting. that's a little fun fact. Anything else, John? Oh, there's all kinds of good stuff. But man, I'm just it, it's it's such a blessing to be a part of this. And again, just wanted to say thank you for those of you who tune in and listen and are getting some benefit from this this podcast. Like I say, it has already exceeded our expectations, but we certainly want to hear from you. Let us know what's meeting needs or, or if you have suggestions, we would love to hear from you so that we can continue to connect with you and help you connect with others. Sounds great. Yep. Yeah, y'all share, like, comment. Uh, and give us suggestions. We'd love to hear you. Uh, That's all I got, John. All right. Happy Advent. We'll talk to you. uh, See you Sunday. See you next time.